Well, this one's a little bit harder to record. Thoughts and prayers go to the family and friends of those on board the Nepalese plane that crashed this weekend. Uh, I have seen the footage. Uh, it's not something um, that you need to watch. Uh, it's very sad what happened. And, uh, you know, as a traveler, someone who has taken planes, trains, buses, um, cars, you know, uh, it's uh, very sad to hear. Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Hi, I'm Steven Sersky, and this here is my audio digest. So this is, uh, I, I'm currently living in Beijing, China, and for those of you who are just joining along for the first time or so, uh, that uh, welcome, first of all. Thanks for uh, uh, tuning in, and whoever sent you along, tell them thank you. This is a great idea, of course. Um, I don't always open the show with such a somber note, uh, but as a traveler, as an expat, and uh, as a person who uh, used to take flights all the time or trains, I mean, it's it, these things hit home, to tell you the truth. They, they just do. Uh, and Because uh, it's always one of those things where the, the, one of the videos that was posted is of this guy on board the, the flight doing a Facebook Live. And, uh, you know, this coupled with uh, the horror that's going on in Ukraine as well, um, where I, I know quite a few people living as well. Uh, it's this makes for a very, you know, disconcerting reality, to, to put it simply. But, uh, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? How can you, how can you make any, take any more precautions? I guess that's the, the issue. And I've talked a lot about health and wellness on this podcast before. Uh, and it is one of these things, the, the realities of life, that um, we are so fragile, right? We are very fragile people, humans, individuals. So, oh, call your parents, tell them you love them, say hi to the people that you uh, uh, keep in touch with, and uh, make sure, um, you know, handshakes and hugs, not so bad, right? All right, let's move on. Trustworthiness of social media in terms of jobs. A lot of people don't want to be on social media, but, you know, could it provide something? Chinese writing class, finally, this will be intense. Got some Chinese writing classes, or Chinese books, sorry, that have pens with disappearing ink. More January tracks are up, and uh, we're looking ahead to actually Black History Month. Say what? Right on. All right, so, trustworthiness of social media. This is, uh, this sort of crossed the uh, the thought process again because of um, what a lot of people I, I like Facebook a lot of people have fled away from Twitter um, people are moving to Mastodon as instead I'm not on Mastodon but I mean I just got onto TikTok last year got to Spotify last year I mean I am not a first mover in that regard I specialize more in content creation if you haven't noticed but even that I'm very much delayed in terms of um, publications and getting things out there. I uh, got a lot of ideas, a lot of different projects, and since I am a company of one, uh, it really is. It sometimes kind of begs the question: Why do you do all this stuff? Second of all, it's uh, one of these things where you kind of like, what parts could I outsource and not uh, or delegate something along those lines? Where you kind of like um, maybe if I didn't have to do that, I would open up some other avenues or you know help sort of keep the uh, the production the workflow going but 
I've, I've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk before. I've talked about uh, social media and how some people um, are leaving it now because they're disgusted with it or they don't want to be tracked. They don't want to be traced by the governments and stuff like that. And I, to an extent, I agree with it. Like I understand the argument. I guess the question that pops up, it's sort of like, you know, the best song in the world. If, if it's the best song in the world, if someone writes the best song in the world, but they don't publish it, is it the best song in the world? So, I mean, you can argue, like, how do you gauge the bestness? And then there's the people who are like, well, you can't say that anything's the best song in the world because time isn't done yet. And it's like, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> um, let's work within the confines that we have. And uh, basically, it comes down to with social media. If you were, uh, I guess you have three choices. One choice, you say no to social media and... You're just not going to have anything to do with it. Number two, you say yes to social media, but you are content just being there and not really doing much with it. Three, you say yes to social media and you do a lot with it. I guess you could add a fourth stage to it. You choose to do something with social media and you get a lot from it. So you, not just uh, you're able to publish a lot, but you also get something from it, i.e. your business, like your business moves online. A lot of the people that I sort of see fleeing away from social media and uh, calling down the tracing of these things uh, often aren't trying to run businesses, often aren't involved in the business aspect of things, uh, of quite a few things. Um, and I think a lot of about musicians, actually, sometimes they sort of like to, uh, they, they do have the voices because they're, they're people who speak out. And obviously, if you're a performer and a musician, um, it can be, um, you know, the, the voices are heard that way. But there are others who, uh, even just normal workers, day job holders and stuff like that, people who use social media casually, right? Do they need to be on social media? Uh, and if they're not on social media, then as a business owner, who, who are you selling to, <laughs> right? I guess that, that, that sort of becomes a question. It's like if the casual social media users don't want to be there because of the threat, the perceived threat, real or perceived threat that is on social media, then what do you do as a business owner? Do you, well, do you target the newspapers, the magazines? I mean, this is, this is sort of what social media has made easier is that even the people who are saying no to social media and are casual users and, and can say no to it, they're consuming something somewhere, somehow, in some way. Newspapers, magazines, they go to the airport, they go to a cafe, right? They watch TV, you know, they have they have internet connections, but they just might not want to be using the social media aspect of it. This is where advertising comes along and say you have a good product or a good service and you want people to know about it because you're like, this product, if this is what you are looking for, then this will help you. 100% or 90% or 110%. And with TV and newsprint, you don't get the same feedback. Uh, same with uh, print posters and stuff like that, even in the subway or the airport or um, you know, even a cafe billboard. You don't get the same feedback of effectiveness 
of the advertising that you're doing, of the marketing, of the branding uh, that you're putting out there. I mean, is it just word of mouth? Oh, you should be so good that, you know, uh, word of mouth carries your name. Like, wow. Um, one, a few and far between, I think, is very much the uh, the reality of that sort of situation. Very few and far between um, does that work. Yes, word of mouth can work, but it can be boosted. Word of mouth is how good it is, but getting the the name out and the word out in the first and continuing the conversation, there's your marketing. That's your brand. Branding is like, hey, that's the those are those people. Marketing is making sure that people can see the message that said, hey, those are those people, right, who, who make that burger, who make that pizza, who, who makes that podcast, who makes that YouTube series, right? Like, that's that's what it is. That, that's that guy on the TV show. And they're still watching TV, you know. Paid placements have been part of TV and production for a long time. The, all the movies we watch, paid placements, sponsors, everything. So, where's this coming from, Steve? I guess the idea is with all the social media outlets you have, would you rather take the chance of producing and publishing a lot of stuff online knowing that there is very little success for you, uh, very little chance for you to succeed? And I am looking at my own stuff at this, by the way. I mean, this is, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I'm looking at my own stuff going, whew, you know, I spent better part of Sunday and it's Saturday evening, working on uh, publishing stuff, getting stuff out there. I'm going, wow. I mean, not that I, I it wasn't, it wasn't a slog at all. Actually, I was quite surprised at how fast the time went, and I did get quite a few things done. But I still had more to do. And I'm sitting there going, I, I think of the people who have given up on social media. I'm going, <laughs> wait a minute, who am I writing this for? <laughs> right? Who am I making this podcast for? Who's even listening out there, right? But I know people are. I mean, the the social media flights the social media fleers the social media the people who don't want to be on social media um pale in comparison to the people who are on social media and there are more people wanting to be on social media than don't want to be on social media it's just very it's an un, un not even a, a competition to tell you the truth and uh, as far as i see it i mean it's trends going to continue especially as um, more Markets around the world are opened up and everything. Actually, not even, is it more markets? Is it where uh, electricity is uh, prevalent, where devices are easy to get, uh, and the internet connection is good enough that you can actually access most aspects of social media, right? I mean, or would you rather not be on social media and give up the potential and give up the potential that your business could go much further? Now, the question is, what's your business? <laughs> does your business need to be on social media? Um, does your business require social media? Um, is your business required? Is, is is what you do actually needed by anyone, anywhere? It's a very harsh question to ask, and, or to answer, I should say. It's a, it's a very harsh question to ask, because you can imagine some, you know, the sharks, the shark tank, Asking you, what the hell are you doing in your business? Like, honestly, justify yourself. And if you don't have an answer, even like a small one, uh, you know, it, it can, the answer could be as much as like, well, I have nothing else to do. This is what I do. And I'm looking, if you're, if you're in the Shark Tank, I'm looking for guidance on how to make it better. Right? Like, that, that's sort of one answer. The other answer is like, well, uh, you know, I want to create a, a million dollar company in the next five years. Um, and they're, 
Well, being an English teacher isn't going to make that happen. <laughs> they, they might point that out very quickly. Um, now, the education space, maybe, but not being a job-holding English teacher. Let's just get that clear. You're not, not from your job directly. It's going to be other means and ways, right? So that's sort of the idea, but it was bouncing around in my mind here about using social media, again, because I was uploading a bunch of stuff to YouTube. Um, and my Sunday, although it was going to be peaceful, I get this message from uh, buddy Denny, Denny Goen. He's like, well, if you got time, we can record an episode right now. And so what do we do? We record an episode. Uh, that one's for the ESL podcast that I do that I publish online on YouTube. Um, and that, uh, I don't know if I published that one just yet. I published the one before it. So that one's now available on my YouTube, Stevens Vlog Language Vlog channel. Uh, you can check that out on YouTube, of course. Uh, I told you guys about the uh, Chinese video, that so you can go listen to me uh, uh, yik yakking in Chinese uh, for like half hour. Um, it's kind of amusing. Um, I never did get around to editing the uh, Chinese textbook video, which I do want to get done. I did not get it done. I was, that's what I was doing. I was sitting around today. I'm going, boy, I seem to have a lot of free time. Why? What's going on? Oh, yeah, I could work on January, which I did. Well, that's another thing. Is that the Chinese textbook uh, video? I still haven't done that one yet. So soon, 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 soon. All right. Uh, Chinese writing class did go ahead today. Uh, that was uh, actually, wow, um, going to be intense because this class, like last week, was canceled. So I met with the teacher today again. 90% of the class was in Chinese, so there's only about two or three times, maybe four, um, that I didn't understand what she was saying, what she was asking, but it also, one or, once or twice, it seemed like a very obvious question, like, yes, I, yes, I have the screens open, why, why are you asking me if I do, because I have, like, I mean, I have multiple screens, so anything she sends me, I'm just opening up and, you know, eyes darting around like a bird head, find, trying to find, figure out which one she's talking about sort of thing. Um, she actually has a very neat uh, process. So um, I was uh, with another teacher last week, and she was using Google Translate at the same time, like screen sharing over Skype, Google Translate. I'm like, that's so brilliant. You can see right away. This is in contrast to other teachers on WeChat, uh, other teachers on Skype who don't use this feature. Um, but then this uh, this teacher, she had a Google spreadsheet that had the Chinese characters on one column, in one column, pinyin in the second column, English translation in the third column, and then the fourth column, I think, was the homework section. Um, and... And it was an active Google spreadsheet, a Google sheet. So she could add to it, and I could add to it during class. I thought that was pretty neat. I'm like, kudos to you, lady. That is awesome. Um, so we discussed today what the goals were. Uh, I told her, yeah, I, I uh, shibailed, uh HSK 5 test last year, so I failed the test. Uh, but I was wanting to take it again. And she's like, well, which parts were, which part did you have trouble with? I'm like, <laughs> well, when they started the exam up until when it finished, <laughs> basically is the issue I had. Um, I wasn't prepared for that test, to tell you the truth. I'm looking back and going, boy, I, it was study fatigue. I was not very motivated to do the necessary work to pass the test. So and this change now with uh, being January already, bit more motivation, a little bit more, um, uh, you know, uh, ambition 
to get it done. So I said, well, one of the parts I did have problem with is that the um, the writing section was just horrible. Like I got like 38 on that, 38% or something like that. It was just terrible, brutal, 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 brutal. Um, and so she's like, well, so do you want to work on your grammar or your writing? I'm like, I want to be able to write in Chinese. I want to be able to take notes in Chinese. I want someone to be able, I, I mentioned actually like, um, like IELTS, they have a note-taking section in that exam. Um, they have or like an, like in a, uh, a university class, if someone says something, I want to be able to take a note in Chinese. That's what I'm looking at. That's, that's the type of fluency, character recognition in my brain, translated and transported into my fingers through the pen onto the page. That's where I'm going with this. I told her, I don't think I could be fully fluent in the language if I couldn't write it. So, and with Chinese, again, it's the sound, character, and uh, how, to, how to actually, well, and the meaning sort of thing. So, because you have the, the sound, including the tone, then you have the character, which character matches up with the, the tone, and then which meaning matches up with the character of that tone. And then how do you write it down? How do you remember the stroke order, right? So today's, um, oh, I pulled out one of my old tests from last year, uh, the practice tests I was doing. She's like, well, send me a picture. I'm like, I really don't want to. And she's like, well, but you want to work on your writing. I'm like, yes, that's that. Okay, good. You, you might be the first person not to laugh at this, right? So it, I was a little bit shy to pass this, thinking that, you know, I could just redo it. Uh, then I'm like, no, let's let's just send it over. And yeah, we spent pretty much the f- rest of the class going through the first sentence. Uh, basically, what it was is that I was trying to take the standard um, English test. Like an, a lot of IELTS students will come in and they'll say like different people have different thoughts about different things. And you're going, could you use the word different anymore in that sentence, please? Could you choose a different way to say that different word? <laughs> like, And so I tried to do this in Chinese. And I failed at it. It didn't work at all. Uh, not only because the the sentiment didn't translate, the word order was wrong, and several of my characters were wrong, which what added to the confusion. Notably, chubia, like chubia, as in like difference. That's what my meaning was. The characters I wrote was chu to go and bia, as in like different, right? So bieda. Um, and so I m- made that mistake. I did not know chu bie, like the difference, is both a noun and a verb. Which, again, I, I made it clear that I haven't really studied my grammar in Chinese very well. So, you know, this mistake is surprising, but not surprising, to tell you the truth. Uh, and so we spent a good, <laughs> good portion of the class um, going through this sentence. Like, this just this one sentence of breaking down... Three characters by three characters by three characters. I used Zanmin, like we or us. And she's like, no, you wouldn't use that in a written that's more spoken. And this is something that I've had trouble with before is using the different, like some of the words that you pick up when you're speaking Chinese aren't what you would use in written Chinese. Another example, uh, he, like so, wo, he, ni, wo, you and me sort of thing. Uh, there's another one, iji. Like and, but this is like if you're, it's more formal written language. Um, you know, sort of thing. So I'm going to buy, uh, what do I even say? Apples, oranges, and wine. Or putao, you can just go putao, so which, is, which are grapes. You can use he 
in there, and, but ED is your formal written style, uh, more more written style rather than spoken. So it was, it, for what it was worth, for what I've hired her to do, class number one was pretty good. So it's going to be intense. I got more homework, apparently. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's class is going to be, um, again, with the uh, the social media, well, the, the topic-specific teacher, so we'll see how uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Probably going to continue on with the Doeen uh, and other APP specials. On top of that, I did get some Chinese writing books. The girlfriend gave these to me, and uh, she's like, here, try these. They have disappearing ink. I'm like, what? Well, they have disappearing ink. They have letters or characters you can trace, and since they're practice books, the ink disappears. Isn't that cool? I was so I was actually thought the pen was broken. I'm like, what the am I not pressing hard enough? I'm shaking it. I'm like it's, it's dark enough. And then I look back a few minutes later, I'm like, it's all it's all gone. But well, it's not all gone, it's not completely. Um, but it, for the most part, the ink has disappeared. So I was sitting there in between uh, when I had a chance, I was doing some character tracing. I'm like, well, this is fun. Look at that. Just tracing Chinese characters, whatever, killing time. Done, done, done. With uh, And I didn't have to worry about, like, you know, you better get it right and or else you're going to have to look at this mistake for the rest of your life. Nah, it disappears. It's gone. It's gone. So, now, that was uh, quite interesting. Off of Taobao, I think, or uh, I'm not sure where she got those from. Um, I, ha- I do have other writing materials before. Uh, that I've accumulated over the years and have never used. Uh, but this year, I sort of want to make a bit more of an effort to uh, write out more Chinese characters in an effort to make the uh, HSK-5 test a whole lot easier, especially for the writing section. January tracks are up, at least up to the 14th, I think. Uh, there's two or three that are still in production. Um, and yeah, I haven't done today's yet. So, Or did I? Oh goodness! I can't. This is the problem with getting behind, is that I don't know which ones I've actually uh, finished, or which ones are, or which device they're on anymore. Because I'm using three different devices to record. Uh, this was an issue. I I kind of knew this was going to issue, be an issue. I just didn't think it was going to happen, and now it's happened. So like I'm using my cell phone, my iPad, and my computer, and as a result, uh, when I label these tracks. But this is one of the reasons I put dates on them so I can keep track of them. But um, and not just creative titles, like actually put the date on there uh, and the title, so you know exactly what you're working on. So it helps keep things a little bit organized. But anyway, I've uploaded some more tracks up to uh, Anchor.fm and Spotify. You can take a look at those. I'll get those up to the uh, the website shortly later in the week for sure. Uh, Black History Month coming up. So this is a um, another. Uh, this is actually kind of. Tatiana, uh, hopelessly Tatiana, this girl who runs this podcast, hopelessly Tatiana, she, um, uh, fellow expat here in Beijing, she was on my podcast, episode number thirty-five, I believe it was, uh, a couple, a little while back, um, and she does these specials every year, and talking about Black History Month and other uh, women's uh, women's history. She does mental awareness, um, things like that. So I was thinking about this, going Black History Month, like, what could I do? I'm thinking back, like the first thought to my mind is like jazz musicians. Do the like just take a look at the jazz musicians that have uh, that that like Coltrane, right? And like Miles Davis. Take a look, and this probably is like a no-brainer to tell you the truth. So I'm thinking actually, what I might do is um, compile a little bit, maybe not a a soundtrack, but uh, it'll be something 
along those lines. Maybe take a look into the, some of the histories of them and stuff like that and um, yeah, just read the Wikipedia pages, basically, I think, and, I don't know, present my findings. So that's what I've got uh, so far in terms of uh, what I'd like to uh, research coming up. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Um, show notes and tracks up on my uh, website, stevensersky.com. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Um, stay safe. Go for your runs. Eat your broccoli. Be healthy. Don't be sad. Things get better. I mean, I know it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I know a lot, a lot of things going on, and the media bombards us even more with it. Sometimes you got to shut it off and say hey to the person next to you. I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. We'll do this again. Bye-bye.